0: Salutations awesome possum and just like that we're on to week five this is a very pivotal week for fantasy let me repeat it's very pivotal pivotal that's a hard word to say if your team is sitting pretty congratulations if you are zero and four or one and three it is time to make some moves don't panic but i would be looking at trade options and starting discussions during any free time i have it is common to think that someone will not make a trade, but if you catch them in the right mood or have a discussion with them, which is very lost in this fantasy football thing, most of the time people are actually pretty receptive. If you are 4-0, 3-1, or a confident 2-2, and it is time to start looking at schedules and bye weeks. The teams with bye weeks in week 14 are the Falcons, the Bears, the Packers, the Colts, the Saints, and the Commanders. There are a lot of big names on those teams, And I know I'm in several leagues that the week 14 is the first round of the playoffs, or at least possibly have a win and in situation. You do not want to be without Aaron Jones or JT in those situations. So chestnut checkers, folks. Be on the lookout for that. As always, we are here to help you with whatever you want. So subscribe to the YouTube. Give us a follow at Offensive Points on Twitter and buy yourself a possum shirt because 60% of the time it works every time. Josh and I are taking the reins today as Billy enjoys the white sand beaches of Florida. So follow Josh at Josh
1: Hall SCL and myself at OP Joe with two E's. Josh, how are you today, man? Doing great, man. Uh, it's a little awkward not having Billy here to try to steal my thunder and jump right in. But you're right, man. It's a, it's a weird spot right now. Week five, like you really got to come in and uh, come in with some fire. And you're right. Sometimes chatting with uh, the person before sending a blind trade offer is usually the best way to go. And a lot of people don't do that at all, even though I actually sent a blind trade out today and it went out, it went through. So I was happy to see that. But uh, most of the time, those get rejected or just buried in the stack and nobody ever looks at them. So uh, yeah, sometimes you'll get those. And
0: sometimes it's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm in a conversation with the guy right now. I said, who do you want for George Pickens? And he's like, well, I'll go home and I'll take a look. And he put a trade together. I haven't even had a chance to look at it. So, so it's just as simple as asking your friends. There's a reason you're in the league with these people. You all have a common goal, and that is to beat each other.
1: So holler at someone, see what they want. Also, another thing, people always like. I told someone about the trade that I had, and they're like, "Yeah, you won that trade." And I was like, "I don't think anyone won that trade. I think it was a good trade for both of us." I think that, and that's the thing is, you're looking to benefit their team while benefiting your team as well, and you wanted to at least, in one way or another, look like that. So, yeah. send good trade offers. Don't be that guy who's like, "I'll give you, uh, you know, Miles Sanders for Jonathan Taylor right now." Yeah, please send good trade offers. You if, if you're a possum and you send bad
0: trade offers, I'm gonna be really upset with you. I will revoke that possum shirt because I don't want you working 60% of the time if you send bad trade offers. Also, please feel
1: free to reach out to us about your trade offers and we'll give you some insight on those. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's. Uh, without further ado, we're going to skip the whole news and notes portion and we're just going to jump right into game previews because that's what everyone's here for, right? Yeah, we got to get these previews.
0: I know you guys like them. We like doing them. Um, the intros are honestly the best part. We have a lot of fun doing those um so we're just going to talk about the games have a general discussion and get you guys through it so without further ado as the colts and the broncos are playing in denver the weather is clear the over under is 43 and a half and guys heads shoulders knees and toes knees and toes lots of injuries to dive into on this game as the colts head to denver to take on Suchef wilson and the broncos Tragically, we lost young star Javante Williams, and we will be without Jonathan Taylor in this one. So, Josh, who are we replacing those
1: guys with? Oh, you know, I, I don't think you can replace those guys. Um, no. So obviously people are excited about Heinz, but I'm actually a little worried about Heinz because he never gets any carries. So you got Deion Jackson behind him. Uh, could be a fun flex play, uh, especially for some daily lineups. I think we were talking about it earlier. Um, I like him. I just I'm not ready to start him unless you're desperate. Um, obviously it sucks that Javante and Taylor will both be out of this game, Uh, but to replace Taylor or uh, Javante, it's a little cleaner. You get Mike Boone, uh, Melvin Gordon, Mike Boone was very heavily used, but we found out later that Melvin Gordon also had a little injury as well. And he has a bit of a fumbling problem, but I don't think you're worried about Melvin Gordon. uh, And hopefully you were one of the ones who already had him on your team and didn't drop him. Um, But I think you're excited to pick up Boone. I think it's good to see what he'll do. I, I think I'm sitting him this week though. I know that I know that Colts are, a good you know person to have a running back against but i just i'm not a big fan right now of starting a blind running back really either deon deon or uh mike boone so kind of my logic yeah and we know i mean the
0: broncos are just vicious against running backs i mean they probably have one of the best defenses in the whole league so even if you do replace with Deion jackson it's uh that's a really ballsy move. I don't think I have the the balls to do that one.
1: I think this is a quarterback wide receiver tight end uh, game. I think you're excited about, I mean, not Matt Ryan, uh, but Russell Wilson. You're going to let Judy go out there. You're going to put Sutton out there. Um, I would leave the tight ends on the bench for Denver, but I do like Mo'Ally Cox this week. And then, of course, Michael Pittman, get over the – he had a bad week. He'll be fine. He's going to get some more action in there. And then Hines out of the backfield, sure. I just – I don't know. with He doesn't ever get carries, even in – Taylor's wake of injuries. So just be mindful that you might not get the 20 carry workload to Heinz. Cause probably I think Heinz play. might've played 50% of the snaps one time in his whole career, but are you buying the Mo Alley Cox thing? The two touchdowns last week? I'm not buying Mo Alley Cox in general. I'm just buying the fact that Matt Ryan found him as a safety blanket last week and actually looked like a serviceable quarterback finally. So yeah. I'm the buying week
0: before was, jelani woods and the week before that was kylan granson i mean it's fair do we trust one do we trust <sighs> one i don't
1: you're I'm probably completely. You're, you're probably right I, maybe i'm riding the hot streak for moali cox i'm personally not starting him i'm just saying if you're in a bind with tight ends or if you're tired of playing kyle pitts and there's not much on the waiver wire um i would be more than happy to put him out there than keep rolling kyle pitts for his three each week so god i would there's no way There's no way
0: I would start Mo Cox over Kyle Pitts. And I do not like having Kyle Pitts on my team.
1: I mean, just for fun, let's do a little fireball bet. You pick a tight end, I pick a tight end. We'll see which one's the best. All right, Hawkinson. No, no, Indy. Indy. (laughs) Good play, though. I like your style. No, I do not think Mo Cox will score more than Hawkinson. We got to pick an Indy tight end? Indy tight end. Uh, Give me Kylan Granson. Take yourself some grants and, uh, Billy, write that down later. Um, he, he'll take care of a fireball bets. Uh, we probably owe some right now, but Billy's the scorebook keeper there. So we'll, uh, we have no idea right now. So we're lost without Bill. Who's your tie end? You're going, you got Allie Cox. I'm going Allie Cox. I got, I like it. Right.
0: All right. So who wins this? I game? gave you a chance to, uh, to change. Eh, Broncos, hands down.
1: Yeah, same. I agree. Uh, Indy was nothing without Taylor, even though Taylor's done nothing. And now they're even more nothing without Taylor. So hopefully it's a good game. It's a Thursday game. Mm, always sad to see those. So, uh, And then we go to the next game, uh, which is the only undefeated team left is traveling down to State Farm Field in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, no weather concerns here on the account of that they play in the Dome. Uh, now, here's a game where Mighty Mouse gets a chance to play Kyler Murray 2.0 and Jalen Hurts. And Hopkins has two more weeks of suspension, so it's Marquise Brown and Rounddale Moore trying to match up with this tough secondary. And I don't really know if the Cardinals have a defense anymore. The over-under is 49.5, so what do we got here? I mean, you start every eagle right now, right? I mean, there's not a single one you've said. You have to.
0: You have to. I mean, Dallas Scotter—it's my awesome possum play of the week. Uh, the Cardinals just continue to get absolutely gashed by the tight ends. And if Devonta is limited or does not play, I think he's going to play, but that's way more for Goddard if he's limited at all. So I love yeah,
1: I, I love how we were both in agreement on Goddard before we even talked about this, because my, my play for Goddard is the fact that he's been so consistent that like, even his floor is great, like for a tight end, especially because Titan's been kind of wonky this year, but also the fact that he's due for a big game. I mean, it's just Jalen hurts is yes. He's thrown to AJ Brown, but he also throws to Devontae Smith and then it's the run game, obviously a little bit rainy last week. So in reality, he's just picking who's open and Goddard's pretty open a lot and he gets a lot of plays. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about Goddard this week. Um, and Devontae Smith, I'm not worried about his injury right now. Um, it's Wednesday or Wednesday for us. We'll, we'll see what happens Thursday and Friday. Um, but he should be out there. And if he's not Quez Watkins could be great for daily. Uh, we saw him throw a couple deep balls to him the last couple games, uh, not so much last week, but, um, good good fill in and i mean not Devonte smith but he's good for a deep ball throw and especially if there's only two of them out there so yeah and the cardinals are seventh against wide receivers on the year so they're no slouch
0: in that category um but they're absolutely they can't do anything against tight ends or running backs so i think miles sanders and goddard are really good aj is gonna get his uh, but i do like quez watkins play that's pretty cool now can we start a cardinals running back here with the way philly's been playing
1: um, I'm just out in general right now. Um, hopefully if you have Connor, you've kind of picked up some people over the last few waiver wires. There's it's been very generous with running backs on the waiver wire lately, so hopefully you've been able to grab at least one of them that you feel confident in playing. Um, but yeah, I'm not excited about playing James Connor. Like I said, he was very touchdown dependent in the offseason I was talking about this, and he has not gotten many of those and he's not getting any yards. I think he's averaging like 2.9 yards per carry. And then Eno Benjamin's not getting enough to actually like utilizes a workload, so I don't think so. And yeah. it's not even that our because honestly, our rush, our rush defense is probably the worst part of our defense, but it still looks good. And then the fact, add on the fact that they don't really, they're not utilizing the run game. So it's really Kyler Murray. You're starting him because you can't not start him. I, you're starting Marquise Brown and and Ertz, and I think that's about it. I don't yeah. think Rondell Moore's made his way back from the injury, and unfortunately, Dorch is pretty much toast at this point.
0: Yeah. I'm in complete agreement with you. I mean, you know, when you look at the Arizona running backs, they're splitting basically Daryl and, you know, played 22% last week. So uh, 22% of the snaps each. Um, so Connor's definitely ahead, but with the way Philly's been playing and I you'd assume they'd be just getting dogged the whole game. So they're probably going to be looking to pass it, which is going to be either, Eno or Williams. So I don't even think you can, you can mess with that.
1: I kind of forgot about Daryl Williams too. Yeah. I just, I mean, there's, there's three of them and none of them have gotten a, a big enough workload at this point other than Connor and he's just not doing it with it. So you're, right. you're always hoping for a touchdown with him if you do start him. but I'm, I've been out on James Connor for a couple of years. So, so Eagles, uh, yeah, I'll go Eagles. I want to say it's Cardinals cause I like to reverse jinx, but, um, hopefully the Eagles can pull this one out.
0: Okay. Okay. So moving on to the Steelers and bills or no, sorry, the Bengals and Ravens. Um, the Ravens are blowing more games than Antonio Brown has blown his brain cells. It's getting ridiculous. Um, they are going to MNT. They are home at MNT bank stadium, taking on the Bengals uh, for 7:20 on Sunday. The weather is clear and the over under is 48 and a half. So, I mean, one name we have to monitor here is Rashad Bateman. Um, I haven't had a ton of reports, but he was dealing with a little bit of an injury. Josh,
1: what do you think? Um, I, 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 once again, it's so early in the week, but we did get some, some news about him being out. So, and he didn't really have a very good game last week. So that probably hampered him a bit. So, I mean, I'm still, you're playing Bateman if he plays, even if he's limited, um, he's just too dynamic not to. Um, and then I think you're playing everyone in this game. I don't think there's a person you're sitting. I mean, other than backups at this point, but like, I'm down to start Tyler Boyd. You're obviously starting chase and Higgins. Love me some Tyler Boyd. Uh, Burrow and Lamar Jackson. I mean, this is just going to be a great Sunday night football game. We hope at least Um, should be a good game to get an underdog as well. Um, Love those games that have a lot of players in them that you can actually draft. And it's not like if you don't get first or second pick, you're screwed. Yeah. I mean, the Ravens are dead last in the league
0: against wide receivers. So you're firing all those guys up. Um, JK Dobbins with the two touchdowns last week was a huge surprise. So excited to see, you know, if it gets even more work in this one. Um, But the Bengals defense has just been like real stingy uh, this year. So I think we're going to see another just Lamar Jackson doing it all by himself again
1: in this one. Well, and of course, Mark Andrews. But um, I I do want to say something about Dobbins. I mean, I want I'm not saying anything against him. uh, But if it weren't for those two touchdowns, it wasn't a good game. So temper expectations there. Don't be too excited about Dobbins just yet. Um, Hopefully he can work his way back from this injury. Also, Gus Edwards is going to come back at some point, too. So this backfield's kind of a mess. Um, although Dobbins is of course the lead back at the moment, I think they're just easing him back right now. I just, that'd be the one person I'd think about sitting in this game. Everyone else is like a surefire start. Like I'm literally starting Tyler Boyd because I'm excited about it. Cause it should be a great game. Yeah. And
0: interestingly enough, the Ravens are allowing seven receptions on average to running backs per game. So we should see a big mix receiving game here, uh, which will mix and owners managers will definitely appreciate.
1: Yeah. And Mixon's been very, mm. So far, so I think yes. uh, be pretty very excited nice, about that. Nice. Uh, who do you got in this game? Because I'm actually interested to, to know. <laughs> it's tough, man. I want to go Ravens just because they've been an absolute
0: monster. But I'm going to go Bengals. They've been playing those dirty, grimy games, and I don't think that the Ravens can deal with that.
1: Yeah, I was gonna go Bengals just because they're kind of uh, coming back from their slow start right now and kind of getting into a groove. But I- I'm actually gonna go with the Ravens just because they came off of a really ugly game in Buffalo. So I think that they're gonna want to come out with some fire. It's gonna be a good game, nonetheless. I think it d- is decided by like a sc- one score for sure. Absolutely. So we'll split here. I like it. All right, and uh, let's get into uh, Josh Allen's backup uh, is now the backup for a guy who threw three interceptions last week and one half of football. Uh, we got Steelers-Bills. Let's look for the Bills defense to pick up where Lamar uh, – pick up where uh, they did at last week against Lamar, had two interceptions against him, and they'll be jumping some routes on this rookie. Uh, we got under over under a 47 on this windy day in Buffalo.
0: Absolutely. So, guys, the Steelers are getting – worked by wide receivers and running backs. So I think Gabe Davis is a bounce back week this week. I know the last two weeks have not been great, but I am starting him with confidence in this one, especially if Minka misses, which it looks like he's going to, uh, Devin Singletary got most of the work last week. So hopefully that continues. I'm still really nervous about the bills backfield in general, (laughs) because they seem to just do a carousel of guys. Uh, but, um, yeah, I really like uh, most of the Bills players in this one. I would consider sitting Knox. He hasn't really done much, and the Steelers are 14th against the tight
1: ends. So, yeah, that's where I'm at on the Bills. Where you yeah. at on the Bills? Uh, the Bills, I feel great about. The Steelers, yeah. I do not feel great about. Um, I'll get. Let's get back into the Bills here in a second. I just want to get into the Steelers for a second. They replaced Trubisky, who is playing terrible for another quarterback who played even worse in the third, in the second half of football last week. And now he's the starter. I I don't think that's the right move. I think that they need to develop these, this rookie a little bit more. I know Trubisky hasn't played great, but like Pickett looked worse. Like, right. Like, I mean, they, they say that, Oh, the interceptions weren't his fault. He threw the ball. I mean, one tip ball is one thing, but if you get another one, it's, it's on you. I mean, I just don't understand why people are excited about this. I like to see rookies sit behind, especially rookie quarterbacks who are relatively underdeveloped, sit behind someone for a little while to kind of learn the NFL a little bit more. And this is exactly kind of what happened to fields last year. And I'm not trying to like throw any water, water or oil on the fire over here, but I just see this. I just see this as a bad move, and everyone's excited about it. And I don't get it. Like everyone hates Trubisky, but I I get that. I understand he's not. It's definitely
0: the Trubisky hate in general. Um, He's not exciting to watch. Again, I think you can win with Trubisky, um, which they've shown. But he's not exciting to watch. He's going to make mistakes. So, you know, I think getting Pickett in there was one way to shut up the media, (laughs) if you will. Uh, But honestly, give me all of the Pickens with Pickett in there. He is my awesome possum wide receiver of the week. His route tree was greatly expanded last week, and he led all the wide receivers and targets when Kenny Pickett got into the game there. So the Bills DBs are a little bit beat up right now, so we should get some really solid work in this one. I Claypool, oof, get him on your bench, man. If you're starting Claypool, you're in some real trouble. I am a little bit concerned about Deontay. Trubisky really locked in on Deontay, so it's going to be interesting to see what how that chemistry works out with Pickett. Um, and then I think Pickett should be able to help Muth more than uh, Trubisky was. So
1: I'm excited about Pickens and Muth, really. I was going to say, Friar-Muth was actually pretty consistent, one of the more consistent tight ends of the league. I mean, he wasn't, like, scoring ridiculous amount of points, but um, I think he was doing just fine as it is. I think you you keep him in there, obviously. Uh, and like you said, I mean, you've rolled Deontay Johnson out there. You can't sit him right now. I mean, you got to hope you that that was. Him. But Claypool, I think you can drop him, personally. I'm I'm done with him. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's a new quarterback coming to town, so, like, let's see what happens. But he didn't. I, I just – he has looked terrible this year, so –
0: I'm hoping that
1: this opens something up for Najee. I'm hoping this is the one silver lining in this because I feel like not only are they not using Najee in the pass game, but they're barely using him in the run game. So um, I just want to see more for Najee. I feel like that's the way to kind of get a rookie quarterback up and running, uh, much less Trubisky, but they just decided to not use him. and I mean, he looked relatively ineffective, but it's pretty easy when you know that it's a run play. So be a little bit more uh, less one-dimensional, I should say um but back to buffalo um yeah i'm actually i'm actually out on gabe davis as well i Are think that this i think this was just one of those things that everyone got hyped about because gabe davis was so great in college and then everyone was like oh well he's josh allen needs another person to throw to josh allen's fine he he's gonna he's gonna throw to Stephon Diggs. he's gonna throw a singletary and then he's gonna look everywhere else and it seems to be that's the thing dawson knox isn't even getting work this year i just don't see like them making Gabe Davis a thing and then Dawson Knox a thing and everyone else. I think that people just – I think someone said Gabe Davis was going to be good and everyone just believed him. And then – and I—and it's, it's nothing against Gabe Davis' skill. He just doesn't get the targets, and I, don't, I just don't see it happening because Josh Allen throws a lot. But, yeah, he also runs a lot. They also throw dump-offs a lot. There's also Dawson Knox. They got to get involved. Isaiah McKenzie's there. I'm thinking Stefan Diggs, Singletary, maybe Knox if you're desperate. Obviously, Josh Allen. That's pretty much the the McKenzie
0: thing is really interesting to me because we saw Jamison Crowder break his ankle. He's out for a long time. Um, Is McKenzie a guy you're throwing in the flex yet
1: or is that? I I feel like he's done well. I think it's kind of like a Greg Dortch thing, which unfortunately Greg Dortch is like gone now, but like you, you, you you saw Greg Dortch week one. You're like, "Ah, okay, you saw him the second week. You're like, yeah, whatever. And then the week three is in four is you're like, okay, maybe I'll start thinking about playing him and then he's gone. So it's like, obviously they had people coming back from injury. So it's kind of a situation where I want to see Isaiah McKenzie grow a little bit and be that number two officially before I throw him in there. But I'm, I'm game for it. If you're desperate, we haven't hit bye weeks yet. So you should be fine still. But if you hit uh, the injury bug and you need to throw Isaiah McKenzie in there and you use streaming option, I'm down. Yeah. I mean, McKenzie, he's out there. He's playing about 50% of the snaps.
0: We've seen him score in three of his three of the four games this year. And he's not getting, he had one game with pretty good yardage, but, uh, I have an interesting guy to keep in your back pocket though, especially in a
1: deeper league. Yeah, and I'm also down to play Gabe Davis. I just think that, like in my eyes, people had him just on this pedestal and he's just not reached that at all at this point. Yeah. this is a great game for him to bounce back against the Steelers. I mean, especially with Minka if he's out. Um, so
0: I love the talent that Gabe Davis has. He played ninety eight percent of the snaps last week, so the injury should be completely healed by now. So if he keeps playing those type of stat or snaps, especially on that offense, Uh, I think we could see a pretty strong, you know, end of the season for him on this one.
1: Yeah. So this one's pretty obvious, right? The Bills win. Oh, yeah. Bills. 100%. Cool. All right. So, guys,
0: let's go to Arrowhead. The last time a group of Raiders won a game, or last time the Raiders won a game before last week was during the announcement of the flu rona thing. I don't know if you guys remember that. So uh that was kind of a fun stat there. Uh but this game is 715 on Monday. We have no other concerns, and the over-under is 51. So Vegas thinks that this game is gonna pop here.
1: I literally didn't know about the Slurona thing. I feel like I feel like you're Billy right now and you're talking about pop culture, and I'm just like, what are you talking uh, yeah. about, Billy?
0: No, I, I'm like the uh I'll give you a bunch of science stats, he'll give you a bunch of pop culture
1: stats. That's fair. I love I love the science, man. Um Yeah, this game's going to be exciting. Um, Obviously, the Raiders are not what everyone thought they were. Um, car getting Devontae Adams has just basically replaced Renfro. Um, And, you know, so I I think you got got your stars out there. It was cool to see Jacobs kind of wake up a little bit, though, I will say. Um, I felt like he was uh, definitely not utilized. And then last week he had a big game, so... Hopefully they utilize him and keep the run game because they got to keep the ball away from Mahomes. That's the number one goal is to keep the ball away from Mahomes. We saw his little weird pass to Edwards-Alaire in the back of the end zone. I don't know if you can call that a pass. It was kind of like a a, a basketball shot. So, yeah, it was like a beer
0: pong, bro. Uh,
1: Dude, I don't know what it was. But anyway, yeah, (laughs) Mahomes is a madman. But yeah, no, the Raiders concern me and I, I feel bad for Raiders fans because I feel like the hype got up there and everyone just had it in their mind that Carr is a great quarterback and I was like he's he's exactly what he has been he's just got a better receiver now so um, obviously one guy can't do everything and that's basically the only thing that they did to their team in the offseason so it's and it's kind of shown so uh, yeah you're you're starting your guys on the Raiders there um, Waller Waller Devonte Adams sure Carr if you're in a pinch and then Jacobs yeah, no,
0: I'm all about that. Um, interesting stat, the Chiefs are allowing 10 receptions per game to running backs, and over his last two games, Josh Jacobs has caught five passes. So he's another one of my awesome possum running backs if you're playing on DraftKings with that PPR because I love it. And my other awesome possum is I guarantee that Patrick Mahomes gets a rushing touchdown in this
1: one. Ooh. So guaranteed. I mean- he literally almost gets a r- rushing touchdown every week. Cause he does the exact same thing. Like that Everett's a touchdown was a, a, it was a touchdown. If it would have to him, if he would have, wouldn't have been like three guys blocking him. He's oh no no, no I'll just flip it to my guy back there. But um, yeah, no, it's nice to see Jacobs utilizing in the pass game. Cause last year they were using him a lot in the past game. And then all of a sudden they just stopped. And I don't really understand why. Um, I guess they just shiny new toy. So, um, and then kind of onto the chiefs, phew, um, You know who's good on this team, and you know who you're not starting, and you're not starting any of the wide receivers. I think Mm -hmm. we're all in agreement. We keep hoping for Juju or MVS or Sky Moore or someone. Um, Pacheco's out outperforming all of them, and he's not even doing that much. So, I mean, it's Edwards, Alaire, Mahomes, and Kelsey, and that's it.
0: Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm waiting for the MVS game because you know we're going to get an explosion out of MVS. So. Trying to predict that it's a little wonky. Now, the Raiders defense are pretty average or below average in every category. So this might be a game for it. But I don't expect the Raiders to necessarily keep pace with the Chiefs. So I don't know. One of these days, we're going to get like a 40 burger from MBS. And everyone's going to be like, oh, shit.
1: Well, you're going to get a 40, 40 burger from one of these guys is the problem. And you never know yeah. which one it's going to be. Like, I've started Juju twice this year. And I'm just like, yeah, this is the game. He'll do it. And then it's like, oh, eight. Six points, whatever he gets me. And then MVS, same thing, like three catches, 40 yards. So like any of these guys could catch a deep ball at any time. Uh, kind of forgot Hardman's even there. Like there's there's four guys out there running routes, and then there's Travis Kelsey, who he throws to every time. And then yeah. obviously Edward Solaire, who's been catching the important catches. So
0: I'm just praying to the fantasy football, NFL, uh, sports, uh, human gods, whatever it may be, get Sky more and more involved because every time – he makes a play. He looks awesome. So I got to get some more Skymore.
1: Dude, he throws me off more every more. time with that 24. Like yeah. the number I was like, who is that? Oh, right. It's Sky Skymore. Um, also, McKin- more, more. McKinnon actually interests me in a lot of leagues. I think he's a really good bench stash. Um, we've seen a lot of uh, running back situations happen where we're like, oh, we, we should have had the backup on our team. Not saying Edwards is going to get injured, but if he does, McKinnon's like in line for a huge workload. He's already on the field almost as much, if not more than Edwards, a So just keep an eye out on that. And they're trying to utilize them in the passing game more than the run game. But Jack McKinnon's actually looked really good or am I saying that right? Yeah. I was mixed up McKinnon and McKissick. I just want to make sure I don't (laughs) say the wrong one. Uh, Who would you pick out of the four wide receivers that would have the best game? And this isn't for this week. I'm just talking about like who's going to be the best wide receiver wide receiver one for Kansas city in the future. You don't have, to I don't take.
0: know, man. I, you would think, I mean, Juju and Kelsey kind of run the same shit. I mean, they're, they catch it. They catch it short and then they run from there and they get, you got Pacheco and McKinnon that do roughly the same thing. I mean, Edward Edward's is catching it. So I would assume that MBS or Sky Moore kind of start separating themselves as like the deep guy that, that they're going to start getting involved. I mean, hell Sky the routes they have him run are that West coast middle of the field, you know, yard after catch things. So, I would there. like to say it's Juju, but
1: I don't see how he breaks away from Kelsey in the middle of the field there. I, I guess I kind of want it to be Hardman um, just because like they drafted him as potential Tyree kills replacement. And then like, he has very similar stat lines. Obviously no one's Tyree kill. We've talked about that many times, many but times. like he should be the deep route runner. I mean, it would make the most sense. MVS obviously has some uh, skills in his in his like, weapon bag there but i just i don't know like it, it just makes no sense that none of these wide receivers are performing i don't think any of them have a 10 point game at this point yeah i mean i think i think juju and a ppr had a good game here or there but i mean it's nine it's gross is nine is number one oh never mind that was a half point ppr that's my bad so we probably did have like 10 or 11 yeah i mean it's yeah.
0: it's gross right now uh i mean on the other side adams has to have a monster in this one wouldn't you
1: think oh yeah Oh, yeah. uh, you're, you're playing, you're playing Adam. Well, I mean, not that you are ever going to stop playing Adams, but I actually like him in daily as well. He's not my awesome possum play of the week because everyone knows to play Devonte Adams.
0: I, yeah, would hope, I at mean,
1: least. The, the chiefs
0: are not great against wide receivers. They're playing some good defense, uh, surprisingly, but yeah, um, I think
1: Adams has a big one. Our IDP guys would kill me for this, but the one cornerbacks really good. The other one sucks. And. <laughs> I, I know that for a fact. So there's one good corner on that team. Cause he actually did do some pretty good shutdown last week. So I think bombers text me right now, actually yelling at you. He's like, dude, you should know this. <laughs> uh. Anyway, uh, I got chiefs here. Easy. Oh yeah. They're, they're on, they're on fire right now. Yeah. All right. Well, getting into it. Uh, 49ers uh coming into Charlotte to play at BOA Stadium, where the Panthers are all but DOA. Uh, that's dead on arrival. Uh, the <laughs> battle of the two quarterbacks nobody wanted during the offseason. Finally get to swear off here in a seemingly one-sided affair. We got clear skies here and a very low over-under of
0: 39.5. Yeah. Um, I guess the Panthers are gonna let it, try to let that kitty purr one more time. Um, I don't think it's gonna happen for him. I think Baker's done. I mean, this is ridiculous. Uh, so after allowing two touchdowns to the Bears in week one, the 49ers have not allowed a wide receiver to score a touchdown in their last three games. Niners defense is top five in every single position, and so I, Baker's done. And then the Panthers defense has actually been fairly stout through the air. Um, Wilson's very usable this week, uh, assuming that Davis Price is, doesn't come back, which I do not believe he is. So you can use Wilson, um, but I expect pretty much everyone else to, uh,
1: to struggle in this game a little bit. I've never seen a quarterback out projected by their running back. Um, like literally he's projected 12 points. Like, like, nobody expects Baker to do anything at this point. And it's just, it's honestly kind of sad. I mean, I'm glad he got McCaffrey working in the pass game at the end there. Um, got a little trash time touchdown for him at the end. But it, it's bad. It's, it's all bad. It's bad for it's DJ so bad. Moore. It's bad for anyone else on that team. Uh, Robbie Anderson's the only one who's sort of finding success, but it's not great. Oh, I guess it was just that one game in reality. Um, DJ Moore. Ah. You got to start him like this is the problem. I mean, you can sit him, but like, you know, you're going to be mad when you sit him and he goes off for 30 and somehow Baker finds him open. I I don't know. The only
0: way that DJ Moore. I mean, honestly, if you were the Panthers and you were Baker, like I would absolutely just let the defense triple cover DJ Moore and throw it to him every time Uh, he's aside from McCaffrey. He's your only other weapon. It's so sad. I was not on dj Moore at all i told everyone not to draft him i took my victory lap last week and i'm just sad you know it's what do they call it the post nut clarity on that one that's <laughs> that's what i have about dj Moore right now and i'm uh, i'm very sad because he's such a good football player I,
1: I think the one good thing about this team and it's hard to find is lavisca chenault uh in week three he had that uh big whatever 80 yard touchdown um and i think that he can add that kind of like versatility coming around the backfield and kind of like throw people off and maybe give Baker a second read or a little bit of second to breathe back there. Mm-hmm. Um, so exciting, exciting for him. But yeah, I just, I mean, DJ Moore can't do anything and it's just sad because there's no throws there. So it's McCaffrey. That's your only person that you're playing. Like yeah, the Niners
0: know. are giving up six catches of the running back a game. So he's going to get his work there. It's just if Baker can get it over the line, I mean, yeah. That was ridiculous
1: last game. Every single pass was tipped. Well, McCaffrey did have what, like nine catches last week. So, mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully he can t- continue that in the future. But um, yeah, I mean, you're going to you're, gonna, you're gonna play McCaffrey. You, you can't sit him. He's actually had a pretty good year. I, th- I heard some people complaining about him, and I looked, looked at his stats and I was like, shut up. Like, oh, he only got 14 in week one. He only carried the ball 10 times. Okay, he still got you a touchdown. He still got you 15 points. Like, I hate people. Um, over to San Francisco, uh, that Debo touchdown was freaking phenomenal. And I think, uh, I just, it was my awesome possum play of the week. Uh, not, not to, not to play, but to, you know, um, yeah, no big fan of that. Uh, Jeff Wilson's actually looked pretty good. I mean, he hasn't gotten a full workload because Debo kind of takes his, some of his runs, but I mean, even with like averaging like 15 a game, he's done pretty well with it. I mean, he's right at that 75 yard mark, the last three games kind of on average. So. I think you're pretty excited about this. Um, and then what do you get? What do you feel about IU and uh, Kittle? <laughs> um, IU's gonna get it done. I mean, he's he's
0: been getting you, you know, anywhere from ten to fifteen points each week. So that's a pretty valuable piece to have there. It's the Kittle thing that's killing me because my big thing being against Kittle this year was Trey Lance being the quarterback. And Jimmy Garoppolo is back now and you think he would find his stud tight end, but uh, he has not been doing that. So
1: this it is good worth- be the
0: game. I mean, the Panthers are no, let's see where they're at. They're not great
1: against the tight end. It is worth to worth to 17th note. against the tight end. So they it's can the do it. We're uh, worthy to note though, that Kittle did have a touchdown call back. He just didn't get his toe inbound. So he is being targeted in the red zone. I personally think don't panic on Kittle right now. Um, I'm down to sit him if you want for now, but do not get rid of him. Do not trade. Do not let someone trade for him right now. Again, like, do not give him away, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, if you want to give Pitts away, give Pitts away. Do not give Kittle away, because I feel like he's just <laughs> coming back Pitts from the injury. Away. Give Pitts away. Give him? Uh, Man. no Okay, not give. I'm talking about trade away. Like, get yourself an Ertz, a Goddard. Uh, that's what I just did. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no. Jimmy G's look great. I think this is one of those things that, uh, I mean, he doesn't look like it on the stat line because they don't need to. Um, But I think he's been just fine. Um, big fan of Jimmy G, honestly. So He just seems like such a nice fella. He does. He does. He's a good looking guy, too. Just, you know, give him that compliment. You're welcome, Jimmy. Um, But yeah, no, Debo, Jeff Wilson. I think you're sitting Ayuk I- for now. And then Kittle, if you want, start him.
0: Yeah, I'm starting Ayuk. Just because I don't, you're probably not going to get many better options on that one. But uh, yeah, I mean, the the Kittle thing, you got to start him because there's nothing else at tight end. I mean, uh, would you start Everett, Najoku, Fryermuth I'm, over I'm him? I'm starting Everett over Kittle this week. I yeah. just,
1: I want to, I also have Debo on the team. So it's kind of, kind of productive having two San Francisco people going. Um, but, he did fine last week. I mean, he had a nice little twenty-yard catch, and then kind of disappeared for a little while. Came back with a couple catches, a red zone target that didn't end up being so. Um, I'm fine with starting Kittle. I just I keep seeing Everett get sixteen on my bench, and it's just making me angry. So I'm going to start him, and then Kittle's going to go off. So it's just that's oh, just yeah. the way things go. But oh yeah, uh, uh, the city. Uh, they don't like when you call it San Fran, by the way. My brother told me that. So uh, <laughs> the city to win. The city wins, absolutely. All right.
0: All right, as Paul Revere would have said, the Lions are coming. The Lions are coming. Detroit travels to Foxborough uh, for a noon game, and there's a slight chance of rain in this one, but the over under is 46 and a half because Detroit's line, Ly- the Detroit defense is absolutely horrible. So, Amon Ra, Swift, Shark, and Reynolds did not practice so far this week. So, we could be seeing another Hawkinson domination for the second straight week, and the Pats are giving up tight end touchdowns in bunches. You could play, uh, you could play Khalif Raymond. He might be the only wide receiver playing this week. I'm not really sure. In deeper leagues, um, and Jamal Williams is absolutely usable.
1: Um, if Josh Reynolds plays, if he's the only receiver, like say Ra doesn't play, I'm down to start Josh Reynolds again too. I mean, yeah, he's Josh Reynolds skilled. is actually
0: been pretty serviceable,
1: man. He's you know ten, twelve points every week and. Looks I good. didn't realize Chark was also injured. So, um, yeah, I think Swift's definitely sitting out this week. Um, they kind of already mentioned that their buy is coming up next week. So, I think they're going to probably switch, sit Swift. So, I think you're pretty confident playing Jamal Williams. Um, obviously, check. Do not take my word on that. Um, and then, Amon Ra, I'm not sure. I don't know how serious his injury was. So, I'm not sure if they're going to play him or not. But with the bye week looming, uh, ankle injury could just give him a little extra rest and sit him. But I feel like Dan Campbell wants to win. And if Amon is ready, he's going to be ready. And if Swift's ready, he's going to he's going to put him in. But I could see them being more cautious on Swift than Amon Rao at this point, considering they'll also be getting Jameson Williams back, which brings me to my awesome possum pickup of the week. It's Jameson Williams. And if you don't already have him on your team, and if he's somehow sitting in free agency, go get him now. Because there's a, the conversations are coming. Uh, it's going to be coming really quickly. And he is going to be good. I, I mean, he it most likely will just take Josh Reynolds and DJ Chark out of the picture. TJ Chark's barely in the picture as it is right now. So um, go get him. Uh, I don't, I'm assuming he'll be back the week after the buy. Um, so just keep an eye out on that. But um, other than that, I mean, obviously you're playing Hawk after that week and I'm assuming even with banged up, whether they play or not, you're pretty excited about
0: Hawk this week. Absolutely. That game last week was absolutely ridiculous. He was our awesome possum tight end last week. So hopefully you guys had him in your lineup. Now on the Patriots side, the first rookie to throw a tight end this year was Bailey Zappi. That's insane to me. Gotta eat the hamburger, man. Eat the hamburger. He was eating the hamburger. Uh, for those of y'all that don't know, we interviewed Bailey Zappi at the Senior Bowl, and that was his big thing he was working on, was his coach wanted him to eat the cheeseburger when he was throwing. So it's pretty cool.
1: My, um, my apologies. Matt, I wasn't there, so I didn't know it was a cheeseburger. I was trying to be sensitive to those lactose intolerant people out there. We can We can say hamburger. You know Let's say an impossible burger with no bun. How about that? Uh the impossible burger might cause cancer, so that's a whole other thing. We oh god, what can we how about oh, like a god. mint? Eat the mint Tur- turkey burger. Turkey burger. Everybody's okay turkey with that burger. except for vegetarians. They'll get over it. We're at the least turkey. trying to be healthy. <laughs> the plant-based tofu burger. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> I think the pats are just gonna lean really heavily on the run. Um, the lions have I've been able to stop the run all year. So you're rolling Damian Harris. And I think, you know, you're putting Ramondre Stevenson in your flex as well. They're both getting a ton of work. And if Zappy does start, I mean, Devontae Parker has been playing a ton of stat snaps, but um, I don't really know if
1: I can trust any wide receiver. Um, the most exciting wide receiver right now. Um, I think Jacoby Myers, obviously in the conversation here, but he's been injured the last couple of weeks. I think it's Devontae Parker. And Unfortunately, only had two targets. I don't know how many of those were zappy, but probably not a lot of them, if I'm being honest. Um, so <laughs> maybe one, yeah, maybe maybe half of the targets that he got. So uh, Parker, you're, you're you're excited about, but not this week because you want to see. I mean, I don't know how long Mac Jones is going to be out, but um, keep him on your team because just, I mean, he still got a touchdown, so you're pretty excited about that. Tight ends are all but useless on the Patriots. I don't know what happened to their uh, new Gronkowski and Hernandez, but it's not working. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's running backs and who do you want long-term? Cause everyone in the, in the off season was saying Stevenson was going to be the guy. Harris is washed, blah, 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 blah. Harris has actually looked really phenomenal averaging more than like five yards per carry at this point. I just, I feel like I'm excited about Harris. I, I like, I mean, obviously you're playing them both in this week. Cause I mean, like you said, they're going to run all game, but like, like season long at this point, I mean,
0: I mean, Harris continues to play the most snaps out of the two. I mean, when Damian Harris is in, he's rushing the football, and he's very successful at doing that. Ramondre um, Stevenson, I mean, he's not completely taken over the James White role because um, I don't think we'll ever see someone in the Patriots' backfield be that effective in that role again. Uh, but, you know, I would – I mean, Harris has to be your guy. He's getting the touchdowns. He looks really freaking good at that. Um I just think, you know, if one of those two were to go down, then, well, of course, Belichick would probably put Pierre Strong in there and screw us all over. But uh,
1: I mean, I just being extremely efficient. It's definitely Harris right now. And I I wouldn't have thought this from week four. I agree that there was that hole that was missing for James White. And it's literally the two of them. I mean, there's not much else out there. Um, but the fact that Stevenson's still getting like 12, 14 carries these last two games is wild to me. And then they're not really utilizing him in the past game. He's got like four catches each game of the last two. So um, interesting, but I mean, I'm, I'm playing both. Of them. I mean, until yeah, further I mean, notice. The lions are averaging 116
0: yards given up to the running back rushing and two touchdowns, which is nuts to me. They average two touchdowns a game. Um. So yeah,
1: use them if you got them. Yeah, smoke them. Smoke if them you if them. you got them. Um, I'm gonna take the lions here. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I think they win this game, not just because of the injury. I think they're just a good team that's been unfortunate.
0: I like the, the lions. lions
1: here too. We're taking the lions. Yeah, and I like how it. Vegas
0: says this is a little bit of a shootout here at 46.5. So there's definitely value in this game. Um, I, I think mean, they we, just lost so much money on the Lions scoring so much points. They're like, they don't do that. Right? Yeah. The uh, the Seahawks Lions game last week was absolutely nuts, and I think on the show last week we projected that that might be a little bit of a sneaky shootout, but uh, we were not expecting that. That was over a thousand yards of offense it was insane.
1: It's just wild when you have like the lowly game be the most exciting game of the twelve o'clock yeah. site. So. Um, on to the next one, we got Cowboys Rams and what would have been the best game of the week before the season started. Uh just get ready for like a what looks like a low scoring game at this point. Uh the Rams have only scored over 20 points one time this year and the Cowboys defense hasn't let up 20 points in a game this year. Uh they're playing at SoFi Stadium, the building that uh Crocky could not have built in St. Louis uh with a meager over under of 45.5. Yeah, I got that little stab in there. <laughs> Um, I love it. Is Cooper I, Rush I, the best quarterback ever? So I saw a thing. Uh, I think it was Kirk Herbstreet. No, not Street. It was one of the guys. I don't know. Um, but they were basically talking about how Dak Prescott's just not that good of a quarterback. Um, yeah. And everyone just has it in their mind. And they made up that Dak's a great quarterback. And looking at the stats, like, season long, they compared him to Kirk Cousins. And it was very similar. Like, And it was like, he's Kirk Cousins, man. Uh, so Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Just not in prime time. But okay I'm, I'm saying Kurt you're not you're not putting Kirk Cousins's name up there with uh Mahomes and Brady and these these big name guys so what I'm saying is how do you pull Cooper Rush right now like I feel like you can't for I, one Brady or Brady Prescott can't even grip a football right now so I think he's pretty much out this week they kind of said he was out and then they kind of went back on he's still questionable at the moment but like I know they're just going to Jerry Jones is just going to put Dak back in there and they might just look terrible. He might not be good with that hand injury. The throws might not be there. I mean, it was a surgery that he had like three weeks ago. So I'm I'm not excited about Dak's return right now. Cooper Rush has a really good connection with CD Lamb. The running backs are looking at least decent. I mean, they're not utilizing them as much because they don't need to because Cooper Rush actually looks good. No, yeah. he made Noah Brown a thing. Gallup's back now. Uh, Gallup got a little bit of work. He's not, you know, the ideal spot right now, but he just came back from an injury. So, uh, I think the only person who's really hurt from, um, Cooper Rush's r- or, uh, takeover is, uh, Dalton Schultz, who's yeah. basically been non-existent. Yeah. Schultz had a really big, um,
0: relationship with Dak apparently because he was awesome. The first week when Dak played, um, then he got hurt and we haven't really seen much of him since, of course he was injured as well. Um, I mean, Gallup came back and played 64% of the snaps, but I bring up the Cooper Rush thing because he's in a contract here. He's an undrafted, or he's a free agent next year. And I think he played his
1: way into a starting job. I really did. I think we're going to see him starting for a team next year. I don't. So I, I was actually having a conversation about with someone about this, about Davis Mills as the same concept like um, there. I don't I don't see them as year long starters. I see them as they are working themselves a contract for the future as at the very least a backup quarterback. Um, I think Cooper Rush could be arguable that he could be a starter. But I mean, if you look at the stats, they're not overwhelming. Um, but he's done the job and they've got the wins. And that's what really matters. Obviously, it's the defense that's carrying things on Dallas. Their defense looks ridiculous and stout. I mean, I guess there's a reason they've drafted nine linebackers the last nine straight years. Um, but no, in, in reality, like Cooper Rush and Davis Mills are going to be like, they're going to be the Chase Daniel. They were like, oh, Cooper Rush, he's on that team now. Like he's been back. Yeah, he's, this is the 17th year of backing someone up. Um, I think he's just, you know, I'm, I'm happy for both of them unfortunately jerry jones is going to completely replace cooper rush immediately and i think he's it's going to be a bad move for him i can
0: see cooper rush starting on tampa bay or indy or someone next year maybe as a fill-in for the uh for trey lance until he gets healthy i mean i with what he's done i mean i don't think you can discount what cooper rush has been able to
1: do it's pretty impressive and i think what's most impressive is him coming and being like hey C.D. Lamb's the best receiver on the field. Let me throw it to him. 11, yeah. 12, and 8 in his three starts, like target-wise. Yeah. I would do the same thing. but like, Yeah, why wouldn't you do that? Dak barely did that. I mean, he did have 11 targets, but half of those were probably Cooper Rush in the, the first game when he took over. So, um, no, I'm excited about that. Honestly, the running back game, you're happy about this. Like, you got a split backfield. They're both pretty much utilized. They're always going to be there. I don't think you're – I think people – someone's probably like, I drafted Zeke, and I thought he was going to be back. Or I drafted Pollard, and I thought he was going to take over just be happy. There's not a whole lot of split backfields that actually work and you get both of them. Like even cream hunts actually having some off weeks. So everybody in your crew identifies as either big Mac burger, McNuggets or Mc sandwich, but you're the filet Fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: da ba 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 Yeah. I mean, the the Rams, they're super stingy against tight ends and running backs. So watch out for Schultz. Watch out for Zeke um, on that one. But, I mean, Lamb, they're, 30 against, they're 30th against wide receivers. Lamb and Brown and Gallup could... Could all have monster days here. Obviously, Lamb's first in the pecking order there. But if Gallup gets more snaps this week, I mean, he could, you know, vault Noah Brown and, and have an awesome game. I'm, I'm not starting Gallup this week. I still want to see it develop here. Um, but as of now, Noah Brown's still number two. That could change, uh, even though he's been very impressive for what he's done. And Pollard may be a deep play this week, you know, especially with
1: the uh, the receiving game. I think they're both plays. I think Pollard and Zeke are at least flex plays each week. I mean, you're running back to flex, whatever. I mean, running back's really not that great this year either. I mean, there's a lot of, like, guys you wouldn't expect to play here and there. So, obviously, we got some backups coming in doing some good work. But um, over to the Rams, um, you're going to play Cooper Cup because for some reason, he's always wide open. I don't yeah. know if you guys knew this, but watching a game, and especially when you're playing against them and knowing you're playing against them and you need a certain amount of points not to happen, watching Cooper cup just be wide open is just ridiculous. And I don't understand how he's always so wide open. Like the, the little screens and stuff makes sense. He got two people kind of blocking for him, but like he runs a route and he's just open 17 yards downfield and nobody's even close to him. I yeah. don't understand it. Mind blown. They
0: talk about his IQ all the time and his football IQ. And he, he's just that much better than everyone else. My note for the Rams on this is literally cup or bust on this. It's insane that Stafford cannot get anything done with any of these other guys.
1: Although Higby had a pretty good game last week. He was actually, it was like literally the two of them getting targeted over and over again. So Higby, uh, what, 14 targets last week? So, and he's actually been a pretty solid uh, tight end. I know you're not a big fan of Higby. Tight end seven I'm on not. the year right now. So, um, but yeah, no, Allen Robinson, is, is, is he done or is it just... Dude, Whack. I thought he
0: was just bagging on the Bears last year because of the contract situation, but
1: I he looks nothing like he used to look. I mean, he's got like five yards per game or five targets per game is the thing, probably averaging five yards per game too. Uh, but honestly, like they threw one red zone shot to him and it was a bad throw. Like it wasn't a bad throw, it was just a, a good defensive play and then never looked at him again, it felt like. And I was like, he was supposed to come down with that or he's done like, I mean, he looks terrible, obviously, but at the same time, they're not using him either. It's just Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, and then... Yeah, and McVeigh came out and said a lot of the
0: things that are going on with Allen Robinson are not his fault right now. Sounds to me like a coach standing up for his team. I I wouldn't be surprised if you see a bunch of stuff forced his way this week. Especially, I mean, the the Cowboys have a really good defense here, so you could see these, you know... I don't understand the Ben Skornak stuff. I don't even know
1: how to say his last name, but... (laughs) He's, he's Cooper Cup light, is what I yeah, like to call him. Because uh, every time I see him, I was like, is that Cooper Cup? Oh, okay, good. It's scrawn around. Rah, rah, rah. So uh, let me just uh, victory lap here. Uh, you guys shouldn't have got your hopes up about Cam Akers. Eight carries for 13 yards. That so is good. not a good stat line. And you can be like, well, he didn't get enough carries. He got 13 yards on eight of them. So that was bad. Yes, yeah, San Francisco's defense is good. San Francisco gave uh, Stafford a beating. But at the same time, you got to you got to get more yards than that. And um, I, I'm sitting both of them. I thought Henderson was kind of taken over um, after the first couple games, but he has also done nothing. He looks fine with his carries. He's still averaging like four yards per carry. Um, uh, Akers is not. And I just I, I think it's time to admit that maybe he's just not that good.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, we're they're sitting in a 60 40 split right now. And I think that's exactly what we're going to see all year. That yeah. line for the Rams losing Whitworth. I didn't have think losing one guy was going to be that impactful for the Rams, but it really was.
1: It is hurting them quite a bit. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, there, it wasn't just Bosa either. It was like the entire San Francisco line. Every time I was like, they're going to get a sack. They're going to get a sack. Which one is it? And like, they're swapping them around. They were just having fun out there. Um, but I'm not too worried here. I think the Rams actually pull this out as much as I hate it. I hate both these teams, so I don't really want either one of them to win. If they could tie, that'd be great. Um, I think that Stafford gets the ball out of his hand a little faster. I think they work. McVay is definitely on edge right now seeing this team. So I think he's going to come up with some schemes and trick plays and whatnot and beat Dallas. Cause it's, it's Cooper rush at at the end of the day. It's a backup quarterback. And if the Rams can't pressure him enough to get him to make some mistakes, then that's on them. So Cowboys could win this game, uh, but I cannot take them in good faith with Cooper Rush here. I like the Cowboys in this one. Fireball bet. I, we'll do a fireball. I'll write that one down. I hate both these teams. No, Billy, will, Billy will lap it later. We'll get in later. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do we got next? Oh yeah. We're, we're done with that.
0: We, we are done with that. Um, Let's pop some Red Bull energy drinks and fly down to First Energy Stadium in Cleveland where the Chargers and the Browns are going to be playing. Over under is 48 and a half and there might be some wind we need to watch out for. but in this one guys, give me all of the cream hunt this week. The Chargers are allowing running backs to catch the ball at the highest clip in the league. and the Browns DBs have been getting beat. so assuming Herbert is feeling okay, Mike Williams and Palmer are both plays. Keenan Allen is still not practicing. Um, so you're playing Eckler, you're playing Mike Williams, you're playing Palmer, you're playing Chubb, you're playing Hunt and you can play Cooper, but a I weird,
1: know. weird people's Jones type thing that happened. And I don't, I don't know what happened there and I don't know what to tell you about it. Cooper, no. Cooper managers. We're, uh, we're all, we're all pretty flabbergasted by it. Um, yeah, K- Kareem Hunt has had not a great year so far, um, I mean, he started off really hot and then kind of tapered off, but he's still getting like the same amount of carries. It's just the two touchdowns week one. So touching the ball like 12 to 15 times a game. I I mean, one of those is going to break like, and this Chargers defense makes no sense to me. I'm sorry, but like, I thought this was the best team defense in the league. And I guess that's something I'm wrong about completely. Uh, 47. Ugh. Like 47 fantasy points to running backs last week to Houston. Obviously, Damon Pierce broke off one. Uh Jacksonville. Oh, sorry, my bad. This is a different league that probably has a little bit skewed scoring. So 40 plus points and then another like 35 against Jacksonville. I mean, where how do you how do you stop how do you stop them? Like I, I don't understand it.
0: I don't think you can. Um, I in you're right, dude. I don't know. On paper, the Chargers defense should be absolutely unbeatable. So this makes zero sense to me. But uh you're not you're not stopping the Browns running backs.
1: Yeah. The running you're not gonna stop the Browns running backs, and this team absolutely cannot stop a running back, much less right. the Browns running backs. So yeah, you're firing both of them up. You're excited about it. I mean I don't, I mean, I understand they gave up Kaiser white, but I didn't realize what pivotal role he played in there. And then Denzel Perryman as well. So, I mean, I don't, they don't really have linebackers, but their D line and and defensive backs are some of the toughest in the league. So I guess I thought that there would be at least a little bit of mix in there. Uh, But yeah, this should be a shootout, honestly. And Brissette's had a pretty fun uh, season so far. So pretty excited about this game, honestly, like uh, obviously Herbert Eckler, if hopefully Keenan Allen finally plays, we're not really sure what's going on with that. It kind of every week it's like he might, and then he doesn't. So keep an eye on that. And then I guess that kind of decides whether or not you're going to play Mike Williams. I think you have to, <laughs> I threw a lot of shade his way,
0: but I mean, oddly enough, Deandre Carter played 70% of the snaps last week and he literally did nothing. So I think it's Williams Everett and you can start Palmer if you need to. Um, but Palmer really hasn't been getting it done either.
1: Yeah, no, not at all. Um, so I think, yeah, I think you're about right. It's Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, if he plays, and then Everett, and then obviously Eckler and Herbert, and then after that, Palmer. I don't think you're, I don't think you're starting him yet. I don't think it's there. Um, he had his chi- time to shine with Keenan Allen out, and it's kind of been boom or bust. I mean, you're not banking on that. You want someone who's going to go out there and get you consistent points, which Gerald Everett has done for some reason. I mean, we kind of called this, but we, I don't think any of us saw it this way. Uh, going this well so no yeah so who you got I like wanna, the Browns you want to take the Browns I'll, I'm taking the Chargers on this one I, I I think the offense is too good and I, I don't do think- too. I just that injury to Herbert I think he's still not recovered
0: from that and the Browns defense does have the ability to bring it and if they do
1: I think they might lose it that's fair I just I'd hope that the Chargers defense could do something that's my main thing but um yeah no I got I got Herbert Eckler and Mike Williams and Everett just going off like throw one of them in your fantasy league or uh, daily league and you're good. So um getting into my next game here. We got we got ourselves uh, a good one here. Uh, one team just recently lost their quarterback and the other team got their quarterback back from injury. It's the Dolphins at the Jets as they continue on this rivalry at MetLife. Uh, we got a plethora of weapons here kind of on both sides and uh, they kind of all had their ups and downs here. So I'm ready for a high scoring game. Or a very boring game. I'm not 100% sure yet because this is a rivalry. Um, and then we got Clear Skies in New Jersey with an over-under of 44.5. So this is going to be a lot to unpack because we got a lot of stars. Um, Tua, I guess we start off with that. Um, we kind of all saw that coming. Not the as bad as it was, but um, he definitely crumbled. And they actually enacted a new rule into the NFLPA for him because of him stumbling and them saying it was not a head injury and then playing him out there and then getting another head injury, which was awful to anyone. But someone with a prior hit at the exact same location can only be worse. So uh, speedy recovery to Tua. Um, tired of quarterbacks getting injured, especially the ones that I dislike because I'd rather watch them do bad than be hurt and the hate on Tua is
0: just ridiculous. But the good news is Teddy B came in and looked just like him.
1: So he, he did look good. Tyreek Hill looked great. Waddle yeah. did not. But he also apparently we found out he was hampering an injury as well, groin, I believe. Yeah, he was not running
0: correctly. So that's definitely something to monitor. I don't think he's at risk of missing this one unless you've seen something different. But um,
1: I just saw he had a groin injury and was on the injury report. Didn't practice Wednesday. I don't think that means anything though at this point. So yeah, I mean, Mostert saw three
0: three or four targets and had 15 carries in this one. So he has completely taken over as the RB1, I hope, in this one. Uh, He's got way more juice than Edmonds does when he runs. And he played 72% of the snaps last week. So, guys, I really like Mosert this week. He is one of my awesome possum running backs of the week
1: here. So
0: get some Mosert in your lineup. You're starting Hill. You're starting Waddle. I don't see any reason why the – jets would pose i mean it is teddy b and we saw what he did in denver last year but i mean he's still an nfl quarterback and he's got two of the fastest weapons in the league so he should be just fine
1: so fun fact cedric wilson is back um which means nothing in fantasy purposes but it could mean that he fills into that waddle role if for some reason he misses so keep an eye on that definitely Um,
0: something to monitor
1: yeah um but I, I wouldn't play him in anything maybe like a daily lineup because you never know what can happen on this team but it's Tyree Kill's ball game he looked great um, I actually need to thank I kind of forgot about my boy Hayden Hurst uh, we already talked about since he but um, I, he won me some money in a nice little underdog draft and also so did Raheem Mostert so I appreciate you guys and I, I love to see Mostert actually utilized as a full time running back there instead of the mix between him and Edmonds. Edmonds has looked fine, but I think this is what we what we should get here is the pass back is Chase Edmonds and Mostert is the main running back, and then obviously utilize them how you need to depending on the play, um, which I think is what we'll see hopefully. But really, they haven't even used Edmonds as the pass catching back, so it's kind of a weird role for running backs, especially with but with Bridgewater uh, getting another start here or getting a, his first start, I should say. Um, I think you're going to see a little bit more of a balanced run game. So I'm on Joe's page, Raheem Mostert all day um i'm down for a little Edmonds if you got him on your team as a little flex play um and then tyree kill of course but gaseki gone
0: don't, yeah don't start gaseki i mean he might do something it's just it's so
1: risky that why would you even do it listen man i'm sorry i wasn't trying to say start him i was just trying to say is he gone like do you, do you even want him on your team anymore oh god like, no i'm talking to the wrong no, guy that's
0: actually been pretty good no gaseki long gone dude he got me a zero last year in a very
1: important spot. So I pretty much forgot he's even on this planet anymore. All right. Well, uh, actual person talking. Gusecki's not gone yet was what I was trying to get out here, but I kind of forgot that you hate him. So, um, and he seems like a nice person. So I just don't understand the hate, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Gusecki, you keep him on your bench, but you're not excited about this. Even when, with Tua. And I mean, he might find a connection with Bridgewater and Tua might be out for a few weeks. So, Monitor what happens this week. Anytime there's a change of quarterback, I never recommend dropping anyone. Same with Claypool, although I do recommend uh, dropping him. You're right, though. I mean, he could easily just check down. The check ball down, check the down. Yeah. I uh, don't see it because he was all over Hill coming into that game. He was like, where's he, Where he at? I know, right? He was probably like <laughs> yeah. best receiver I've ever played with. Like, let's put him in there. Yeah, no uh, shit, man. That'd be awesome. Anyway, we, we kind of went over them. So, what about the Jets? Uh, we got Brees Hall taking over the backfield uh, officially. And I called this because. Zach Wilson hates Michael Carter. I don't know why, but he just <laughs> hates him. And Michael Carter can't play well when Zach Wilson's in the game. So um, he was kind of already on the domtrod in general, um, utilizing Brees Hall in the past game a lot more than I expected. But I guess whenever um, you can't really get anything going on the run, that's kind of the play. So um, pretty excited for Brees Hall here. Um, he's if actually- you can float an offer for Brees right now, do it. I don't think anyone's going to trade Brees Hall is the problem. I've seen a
0: lot of trades this week involving Brees Hall. Have you really? (sighs) Yeah, he is not going for anywhere near what he should be going for. I'm so jealous. I want Brees Hall so badly. I'm actually. I'm gonna float some trades out after this. Yeah, I think people are like thinking they're gonna sell high on him right now. Like he had a good game, so they want to get rid of him. I don't understand it. They're a bunch of idiots because Brees Hall trains about to leave the station, baby.
1: I just think the but, thing about him right now is the consistency. Like that's yeah. what you look for on a running back, and I think he's been more consistent than any Jets running back ever. So yeah. he sorry, looks really I... good. No.
0: Oh. I'm in complete agreement with you. The Dolphins have been really good against running backs. They're currently six in the league against them, so don't expect a whole lot, but definitely roster him if you can. Absolutely. But Josh, Corey Davis needs to go.
1: Dude, I was just about to bring up the wide receivers. I don't I don't know. I don't know what to do here. Um, Elijah Moore is basically an afterthought at this point. Um, And then Garrett Wilson, I mean, he's kind of had an off game, but I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to do with Corey Davis. Like, do, do you start him? Like, he looks startable. He does look startable. I mean, he's
0: definitely the apple of Zach's eye, um, more than mom's at this point. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Wilson's still, Zach Wilson's still working through some things. He's, they're sticking with him. So, I mean, he, we're going to see one of these guys start separating themselves. I'm praying it's Wilson or more. But I don't want to see this three-wide receiver. I mean, Elijah Moore played 90% of the snaps last week. Wilson played 77. Davis played 74. So they're going three-wide with Conklin a lot, and
1: um, I don't know.
0: I just I don't like it.
1: Yeah, I think it's Garrett Wilson's show at the moment. And then I think Corey Davis is number two, unfortunately. Um, I also did kind of, I don't, I'm not doing a victory lap on Elijah Moore yet, but I did say that Elijah Moore did just have two good games last year. It was not everybody expected. And then whenever they brought in Garrett Wilson, I did not expect Corey Davis to be a play a part in this, but I just assumed it'd be Garrett Wilson show. And then kind of afterthought Elijah Moore, but honestly it's been Garrett Wilson show and then Corey Davis show. And then afterthought Elijah Moore, I mean, he's, he's still getting, valid points I mean, he's eight nine points a game so it's not terrible it's just not what you expected when you drafted him in the fourth fifth round so yeah fifth, fifth, no, not sixth, at all
0: so i'm just i'm sick of seeing cory davis with these big plays out there I and mean, he's pretty much three out of his four games he's been serviceable so i don't yeah. hate starting him but i hate starting him
1: I, I think i got the jets i don't really know i don't really care i got dolphins uh do you want to kill the wins jets? the game yeah uh i'll take miami i don't want the jets i don't like that i don't like either of these teams i mean i like watching the dolphins but i don't really like mm, mm. not a fan we'll take the dolphins we're, we're undecided but we're gonna take the Dolphins.
0: i'm all on the dolphins train this year i might buy a jersey because my bears are just uh we'll talk about them later all right. so <laughs> um raymond james stadium where the uh the coolest divorce of all time is about to happen. Giselle, hit me up. OP Joe with two E's. You know where to find me. Um for the uh for the Falcons, uh, maybe Drake London here. I don't. I mean, the running backs, God knows what they're gonna do there. Uh, if you're in daily, I like Huntley this week. He's cheap. Um, Algiers pretty cheap too. Huntley looked more explosive, but they could easily start flip-flopping that, so I don't know. And then I would start all of the bucks. Uh Rashad White is the stash of the century right now for me. He showed what he can do last week. And if Lenny were to get hurt, White is an absolute
1: league winner. He's awesome. So well, why don't you accept everybody. my trade then, man? I tried to get you Rashad White, man. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm t- well, there was others involved, but we'll allow uh, Not out. enough. Uh, not enough. All right. Um, um yeah, getting into that, I, just, I lost my train of thought over here. Uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, I'm i just happy to see Godwin and Julio back. Um, I think everyone needs to just calm down on Julio. It's, he's he's going to play a role, but it's not going to be what you think it is. Obviously, week weeks one and two, uh, maybe just week one, um, he was good. But Godwin's back now, and I think Godwin is going to be that slot guy. I think he had nine targets, seven catches. Um, and then of course, Mike Evans is back from a suspension. So it's Mike Evans and Godwin all day. Uh, and then honestly, I, I, I think you sit for net right now and then hold on to Rashad white and go pick, hopefully you grabbed him already, but you probably didn't. So hopefully, uh, he's not gone in your waivers and you go find him, but yeah, the Huntley Algier conversation, I don't even know what, who, who to tell you, um, people have been picking up and dropping Algier all year long. And it's really funny to me. Um, because I actually dropped Algier at one point, And I was like, of course, like that happens. But um, I don't know who it is. And I feel like when Cordell Patterson comes back, for some reason, it's going to be Cordell Patterson. It's just one of those weird things. Because like even in a game where he got injured, he still got a touchdown. So he is out for the next foreseeable future. Um, but I, 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 don't, I couldn't tell you who it is. And I'm not starting either one of them. But I will say Algier is one of my awesome possum plays of the week this week against Tampa Bay as well and you want to know why because someone's got to do it because someone's got to do it 10 carries for 84 yards and a catch for 20 i just 100 yards on 11 touches is an amazing thing i understand it's tampa but um edwards layer had no problem last week and it was more in the pass catching capabilities and i think that might be huntley but i think that they're going to roll out here and try to get him the ball as much as possible so pretty even split honestly
0: um, i mean they drafted him
1: they got to use him right I think that's the play. I just feel like the explosion there, and then no targets to uh, Huntley, which also doesn't make any sense because he seems like a pass catcher. But I feel like to help Mariota out, you need to utilize those dump offs, do some screen plays. It's Tampa. Get Devin White away from you, <laughs> and yes. get get those linemen uh, as, as, as kind of rushing at you, and then throw that ball to one of your running backs. So, mm-hmm. I think it's Algier, and I really like how how cheap he is. I think he's like fifty five hundred or something like that. So, keep an eye I love out for him. Man.
0: I uh, I do have a question. You said bench Fournette. You really doing that against the Falcons?
1: I just I didn't like what I saw last game, no. and no. I think the fact that they said they want to get um, Rashad White more involved, three carries for negative three yards. Not good. You still scored the touchdowns. So I the touchdown. understand that. I'm just it was more of a conversation than anything, but I think you're thinking about it. I mean, it's Atlanta, so he'll probably be fine. Um, but just keep an eye out on that because Kansas City rush rush defense is not that good, and they should not have stuffed them. I mean, they're not bad. I will not say that they're bad, but they're not that good to where they should be allowing three carries for negative three yards. Uh, I just I feel like Rashad White was not only let's get Rashad White involved, but let's get Rashad White to be the guy at that point because he kind of took over in the pass game at the end of the game too, which a little bit speedier than Fournette, so it makes sense. But I feel like that pass game slips away from, from Fournette and he's no longer startable. Not saying right now, I'm just saying I personally would be nervous at the very least.
0: Yeah, I feel you there. I mean the uh, the other thing is, do you think? this divorce news is going to affect Brady
1: negatively because he does, has not looked right this whole season. I was gonna say, I feel like it kind of already has. I mean, yeah. but also he did land weirdly on his shoulder last game. Um, not giving him any uh, uh, sy- sympathy or anything here, but um, he, I mean, they were pretty much lost from that force, that fumble that happened on the first, the kickoff return. So, um, so I have to say like, hasn't looked great already. And then that shoulder injury, I'm a little worried about Brady. This might be that run-heavy game, maybe. So maybe, maybe fire, fire up Fournette. Uh, I don't know. It was his right shoulder, so his throwing shoulder, and he looked like it hurt him a lot, and he is now on the injury report with a shoulder injury. So keep an eye on that for one. I think he'll play for oh, sure, yeah. unless the divorce proceedings really get that bad. So I don't know <laughs> if we're gonna have an Amber Heard trial or what. But oh God, please no. We will get into that later. Please no. Oh yeah, and
0: the other—I'm really glad Godwin is is okay because for a minute yeah. there, I thought he was out
1: for the season. So it's really good to get him back. Yeah, he got off that field for a second. And I was like, mm, mm, just coming back, and the and the the those soft tissue injuries, man, they worry me. Yeah. So, uh, who you got in this game, man? Tampa Bay. Okay, I just didn't—I didn't know. Maybe you thought Tom Brady's divorce was really going to affect him, and you go to Atlanta. I'm going to also go Tampa Bay. I think that they come out firing. I think you're excited about Godwin and Evans here. So, Very much so. Um, what's our next game? What's our next game? Oh, it's a real fun one. All right. Real barn uh, burner. Real barn burner here. We got two incent- intense war sounding names. The Titans versus the Commanders. Sounds like a very intense, insane battle. But it's kind of more of like an elementary school fight where we get uh, Ryan Tannehill, who's... Bringing Derrick Henry back to life, so good for him. Uh, and Wentz, who's trying to remember what he was doing before he got embarrassed by the Eagles, and then the Cowboys in back-to-back weeks. So we do have some nice weather, uh, which is packaged at FedEx Field in DC. So keep an eye on that. We got a forty-two point five over/under. This game, I- man. <laughs> All right, let me just go. Let me go ahead and preface this with: I'm not starting any commander anymore. I'm done. All of You're them. You're done. All of them. I'm done uh curtis samuel i guess if you have to he's been fine i thought i think we all kind of thought this was a flash in the pan he's actually been very consistent uh terry mclaurin's just not getting targets it makes no sense and if he does get targets it's in the second half or fourth quarter so i'm not excited about him uh dotson i think is actually injured now uh but he also was not looking very good before that uh gibson we now have brian robinson coming back from uh being shot and he, he is packed. So we're sitting Gibson and then I McKissick, I mean the three running backs and then you're obviously sitting Wentz. So, and then Logan Thomas hasn't done anything. So I guess if you want to start someone, it's Curtis Samuel, uh, Terry McLaurin, if you're feeling ballsy, but I'm sitting them, I'm done with McLaurin for right now. I want to, I want to give it a couple weeks see what happens. Uh, yes, he could go off on my bench, but I think that's a risk I'm willing to take other than those three points when I'm burning 16s on my bench. Yeah.
0: I agree with you. Um, Samuel, I would definitely start. He's getting the targets. He's getting the work. And then Logan Thomas, he looks slow as molasses out there. But the Titans are getting wrecked by tight ends right now. So I like Logan Thomas
1: as like a really sneaky daily play possibly for you. But surprisingly, they're not even throwing. Wentz isn't throwing a tight ends who has loved the tight end position in his previous years. Yeah. So I just. I don't get it. Six targets last week. I mean, I guess that's so, better, but like, I, mean, I guess, it's... I guess there is targets there. It just seems like he's not. And then scary T man. It's just, it hurts me, man. I, I, it was one, it was one week. I'm probably overreacting, but two catches for 15 yards. And I know he was going with Trayvon Diggs. So, I mean, I, I should probably be a little less harsh on him, but I'm, I'm mad. Wentz looks bad. Yeah, and I
0: mean, we've t- talked about it on the show. Trayvon Diggs is not a good cornerback. He's good at getting turnovers, but he is not shutting anyone down at all. So, yeah, I watched him a couple weeks ago.
1: Least. I watched him a couple weeks ago jump around and completely miss, went right through his hands. Can't yeah. remember what game. Awful. Um, anyway, on the other side, uh, are you excited about any Titan not named Derrick Henry? No, I'm interested to see what happens with Robert Woods. You know,
0: maybe we see Kyle Phillips, Um, uh, that sort of thing. You're starting Derrick Henry a thousand percent. Don't even think about it. He's absolutely rolling right now. Um, the one guy. And I am going to absolutely butcher his name is the tight end for the Titans, a young guy. Mm-hmm. Say his name. She <laughs> goes, Chizizium Okonquo. He actually, yep, yep. uh, he actually got some run last week for the first time and, um, he scored a touchdown three for 38. Uh, he might be a guy that kind of steps into that receiving role. With Burks being out and, you know, Kyle Phillips just underperforming for the most part. Everyone's love of their life, Kyle Phillips.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Burks is officially doubtful now with that turf toe. Injury, I just like so. how
0: they said he needs some time. That's what they said. Time. There was <laughs> that was all that came out was he just needs some time. So really a whole lot. of not, not a lot of news there except for Treylon Burks needs some
1: some time. I'm kind of excited for Bobby Trees, which unfortunately I just figured out why they call him Bobby Trees, Robert Woods. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I I did not know that. Like I was just like Bobby Trees. I thought that was just a cool nickname he had. Nope, I'm an idiot. I'll take that one. Uh, Anyone who wants to say anything, feel free. Uh, But anyway, no, uh, just in general, I am excited about Robert Woods. I think he's been kind of overshadowed by the young guy. And I think this is one of the games where he kind of comes out and actually has a good game and goes out there and shows why he's still a good wide receiver. Cause honestly Traylon Burks isn't flashing it anyway, but Washington's pass defense is just awful. So I'm yeah. super excited about Robert Woods. He's actually an awesome possum play of the week as well, if you'd like to throw him in there. Um I, I didn't I didn't write that down pre pre game, but I am excited about Robert Woods. I'm I'm writing that down. I like
0: that one. Now a name we bring up, I swear to God, way too much more than we should is it Nick Westbrook Akina, are we expecting anything from him? He did kind of slot right in and play most of the snaps after Burks went out. So no, you see anything with him like in a daily play? Are you thinking about it? Nope. 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 Not until you get
1: more than four targets a game.
0: Not even against Washington?
1: No, I I can't. I can't in good faith tell anyone to play him. That's my problem. No, that's
0: that's completely smart. I mean, in in a normal season long or dynasty Nope, I'm not, not playing him, but not even daily game underdog. Hit. You're drafting on underdog. You taking him with your last pick.
1: All right. If you are, right, we're talking underdog and there's like, and you're in this game, to be fair, there should still be someone there. Like there's like six running backs for Washington. So, um, but yeah, still, I guess maybe as my last pick on underdog, like, ah, eh, I got the last pick. There's no one else. I see some tight ends, but I feel like I'd rather have on Kong. I, I will learn how to. No, I gotta ask Bomber. Bomber can say anyone's name. Bomber's a genius. We'll talk Very to him impressive. soon. Uh, um, let's,
0: Titans let's, or Commanders?
1: Uh, I, I'm gonna take the Commanders. I think Vince gets back on track here, even though as much as I hated on him already in this preview. I like it. I'll go Commanders as well with you. Let's take them in. All right, let's uh, let's speed through these last games. I don't think we got it too much exciting over these games. Um, we're not even to the Bears yet. So,
0: Giants and the Packers are going to London. To play football. American football. Tottenham. And Tottenham. Uh, There is rain in the forecast because it's really dreary over in London. Uh, This is an 8.30 game. So we saw it last week, but make sure your lineups are set before you go out taking fireball shots all night because waking up and seeing your team – Playing with someone not starting is not a great
1: feeling. AKA Kamara, who so many people told me they played Kamara, and I was like, "Oof, that sucks." I didn't. Yeah, know. That was rough, man. I was awake, so I fortunately made Why it. Why the hell
0: time. did my dude travel to London and then not play? I don't get it. Because he personally wanted to slight you, Joe. I know. I think that's really what it was. I mean, I get it. You want to go on a trip, go see
1: the sights and everything while you're over there. It must be pretty nice. But, um. Biggest news story here, uh, one team actually has wide receivers all of a sudden, which we didn't think they had any wide receivers. And then the other team doesn't have any wide receivers, even though we thought they had wide receivers. So, yeah, I I mean, okay, running back-wise, you're playing all of them. We'll just get through that yeah. real quick. Play all the running backs. Aaron Rodgers, you're going to play him because it's Aaron Rodgers, and it's London. I don't know. It just seems like something he would be good at. Um, and then we're going to get into the wide receivers because that's going to take a second. Uh, I, Let's start with the Giants because – what the fuck nobody don't even no i just meant like why i just i just want to talk about this for a second like what happened so we obviously <laughs> lost sterling shepherd who was for some reason the favorite wandale's been injured forever uh what, what it seems Tony to shit
0: in someone's cereal um...
1: tony did something wrong wandale wandale's uh coming back soon hopefully um we think Richie James is, I guess, the best wide receiver on the team right now. Um, Also banged up. Uh, So we got... Let's just go down the list. Tony, questionable. Galladay doubtful. Richie James, questionable. Wandale, questionable. Sterling Shepard, IR. Darius Slayton, not injured. Just healthy scratch. Healthy scratch, two points on the season. And we got Davis Sills, who is sort of good, I guess, kind of. You're Uh, not starting, David. No, you're you're not. Um, Just saying... I guess Richie James is the play. Galladay's doubtful all of a sudden. I don't know what Galladay did. Oh, he's been mm-hmm. diagnosed with an MCL sprain now, so he's not going. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't know. I, the, 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 the sheer like downfall of Kenny Galladay hurts my brain. He should never went to the Giants. Uh, Kadarius Tony, um, I, I, I guess pick him up. Like at least maybe. But, I'm, like, I'm still holding out for
0: Tony. I mean, he's so talented they're going to get over whatever's going on right now at some point. I, I think Richie James this week against the Packers is your only play because you think it's going to be, should be at least close for a while there and then they'll be playing catch up. So Dude, I don't mind you, Richie James. But. Could you imagine getting
1: an underdog draft for this one? No. Oh, Saquon's gone. Oh, Aaron Jones is gone. Dylan's gone. What do I do now? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly though, Lazard
0: has been very serviceable. Giants are, an awesome matchup here. And then dubs has been serviceable too. And we saw Christian Watson score a rushing touchdown last cool. week.
1: What the hell is that about? Yeah. Lazard looks like a uh, wide receiver two right now. Uh, and yeah. so does dubs, honestly. I mean, dubs has played the whole season and has just two really good games at this point. I mean, it's really the touchdowns for dubs, um, but Christian Watson, good for him, man. Yeah. I
0: was excited to see him get involved. Uh, Cause we really didn't see much, but uh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm good with starting both of them and I'm good with starting Rogers because the giants
1: aren't going to stop them, but this is a running back game. Don't don't let us get you wrong here. Well, it's a rainy day too. So hopefully it'll just be the running backs. Aaron Jones and Saquon are both great daily plays. Obviously I don't, you don't need me to tell you that. So keep an eye on that, especially how much it's going to rain. If you can actually look that up before the game, if you're awake before eight thirty or seven thirty wherever you're at, uh, go check a little daily lineup and see if you can throw them in there. If it's raining real hard over in England. So Packers win by a lot. Yes. And okay. we're good on that one. Cool. Let's we'll just cut, skip over those that. That Jags. So, uh, where Florida begins, it's easier here. That's the city motto of Jacksonville, by the way. Uh, one thing that should be easier here is the offensive yards, uh, Texans and Jags, uh, both two of the bottom five defenses in the league fire all these people up that, you know, are good. I just want to clarify. Cause there's some pretty bad players on those teams. Um, so I guess first thing we need to talk about is Damien Pierce. I mean, man ran for a 75-yard touchdown. Looked great doing it. Looks amazing. Hopefully he can keep that
0: up. I mean, the, the touchdown, he looked really explosive on that one, which we hadn't really seen out of him yet. So hopefully Lovey sees that and gets Burkhead the hell off the field, who I believe scored in that one too. Uh, but Pierce played 70% of the snaps there. So
1: he's your guy. I heard a mainstream – uh NFL type podcast type thing. Um, don't want to name any names. Seems seems wrong. And they were like, we thought Rex Burkhead was going to be the It's like nobody thought Rex Burkhead was going to be the guy. You were wrong. It was always Damian Pierce. We just didn't know how fast it would happen. And it came in fast. So Damian Pierce is your boy. Uh, I think you're not too worried about Brandon Cooks just yet. Um, he did bounce back last week. I think everybody was probably a little worried. Probably Saddam didn't get those points. I think you fire him up against Jacksonville. You're excited about that uh nico collins if you're desperate i'm not super excited about it but there is some other people on this team that can catch the ball uh i just don't know who they are so i'm not going to tell you to play them um so uh and then on the other side jacksonville i think you all know who to start christian kirk he is my awesome possum play of the week one big one uh for jacksonville do not be perturbed by his bad week last week We didn't even have Slay out there. It was a rainy day. It was just Eagles defense blanketed Jacksonville. Uh, Trevor Lawrence couldn't hold on to the freaking football. You're fine. You're playing, Kirk. Um, I don't think you have any problems against it. Same with James Robinson. That was a bad game. Um, Etienne did seem to get more work there, but he also did nothing with it. So, I mean, just relax. Um, I think you play both of them in this game, um, Robinson and Etienne. Although Etienne hasn't done a whole lot this year, he has been relatively serviceable, and he's going to break out big soon. So, and then otherwise the, the Jones brothers uh, I'm not going to tell you to start them, but you could, if you wanted to Zay and Marvin, if Zay's out, Marvin would be a great play, but I'm not into that.
0: Yeah. I mean the, the Etienne Robinson thing. They're right down the middle there, but the Texans are dead last in the league and it's by a long shot. They're going up over 140 yards to the running back position and a touchdown, 40 yards receiving six receptions. I mean, this should just be, you could start both of them. Easily. Oh, I'm sorry. Jamal Agnew.
1: Forgot about him. No. Apparently he's apparently he's a thing again, by the way. <laughs> Only against the Eagles. It's gonna be like the Chase Claypool. I wish he would have caught another touchdown so they could have been like caught three touchdowns against you. But yeah. Um who you want in this game? I got Jacksonville. I think they bounce back after that week. Oh yeah. Jacksonville hundred okay. percent. I like Houston a lot. I just I think Jacksonville's actually a really good team.
0: Yeah, I do too. I'm really excited about the Jags this year. I think they can make some noise. All right, let's go to Minneapolis, where the stanky Bears take on the stanky Vikings. Um, When one JJ is out, the other JJ will roam. Jalen Johnson likely to miss this one, meaning Kendall Vilder is tasked with trying to stop Justin freaking Jefferson. Guys, Kendall Vilder, not great. Not great. So this should be an absolute monster for Justin Jefferson here. The Bears have been very friendly to running backs, so Dalvin should be able to get out of this little funk he's been in lately. And we actually saw Darnell Mooney last week. Uh, Hopefully he can continue the strong play. The Vikings are absolutely getting killed by air and sea. So Herbert is a start for you. Uh, Assuming Monty misses again, it looks like he's going to. Um, You know, Thielen, KJ Osborne, you can if you're in a deep league. Uh, The Bears are not stopping anybody
1: right now um but that's that's about it um I I just I agree I agree with everything you said honestly I I would have said half of that myself but uh one thing I like to just point out here is that Justin Jefferson was always fine you were freaking out um yeah I don't understand the Detroit thing uh six targets for three catches I think it was a hangover I don't know if he thought Darius Slay switched back to the Lions or what uh but the Eagles one was definitely Darius Slay it was six catches on 12 targets and I think Darius Slade got all six of those interceptions there. So don't worry about that. Kirk Cousins isn't great. Um, It was a primetime game, I guess, for Detroit. So there there was some weird hang up there. I know it was the Eagles game. My apologies. Um, But yeah, no, Jefferson is good. And no offense, Joe, but the Bears pass defense and defense just looks bad. It's not good, man. Actually, technically, you're first against pass defense, but it's probably because nobody ever throws against you. And they pretty oh, it's, much just run no, first it, it, against wide receivers. My apologies, yeah. and that's because you played the Giants who don't have any wide receivers. Yeah, they threw for like 64 yards last week or something. It was 25 to wide receivers, yeah, wild. Uh, yeah. but yeah, Dalvin Cook firing up. Um, for some reason, he's playing with a shoulder injury. I'm not excited about it, but I think you're also starting Madison just like you want them both in the game because right now Madison or uh, Cook is not 100, so Madison is going to play. So keep an eye on that. And then yeah. on to the worst game of the week, uh, we got the Seahawks. Oh, sorry. Whoa. whoa Time on my bad. My bad. We'll get into that in a second. Who you got winning this game, Joe? Vikings. Oh, okay. Yeah, me too.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm betting against the Bears from here on out, dude. That's maybe Justin
1: Fields will throw 20 times this game. I'm I mean, sorry. The I Giants hope. game was just so bad. And the Texans, I, I feel, I feel for you, man. Yeah. Um, cool. Anyway, Seahawks flying down to Crawfish Town, and after a exciting shootout against the Lions, this and the Saints have fallen three straight after their back-and-forth game in London. Whether Dalton or Winston plays, it seems like there should be some good options for your lineup for this game, um, and it will be a nice 73 degrees with no wind, no precipitation, in the Caesars Superdome, over-under a 46. I hope Kamara plays. I hope Winston plays. I hope Thomas plays. And keep an eye out because this game is at 12 o'clock. So if uh watch keep an eye out for Kamara if you need to make sure to play him or sit him. Hopefully, you're watching by then.
0: Exciting news that we got today was that Rashad Penny is hurt again. Not exciting in the fact that he's hurt, but exciting for Kenneth Walker. We knew it was coming. I mean, let's be real here. We could have we could have thrown dartboards at what, what week he was gonna get hurt, but you knew it was gonna happen. So we could see Kenneth Walker. Make some noise here, but of course, what we'll see is DJ Dallas, Travis Homer, and Kenneth Walker all split here. Uh, Gino's been playing like an effing madman. He really. Saints has. defense is really good though, so I don't think we see that continue this week. Um, we just i just got to find out more about these injuries, man.
1: Before we get into, I, I know we're not even done with Seattle at this point. Before we get into New Orleans, I just want to say Olave is the best rookie wide receiver in the game. Probably the best rookie in, in the town. game right now. Offensive in rookie town. right now. Um, he has looked phenomenal um, and he is both of me and Joe's awesome possum wide receiver of the week. So put him in your DraftKings lineups as well. Uh, you're going to want him out there because he doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what quarterback it is. It's a lave time. Uh, Michael Thomas is a little banged up. Landry's a little banged up. Um, I think they said Michael Thomas missed practice today and Landry wasn't doing anything before he was injured. So um i hope he's not the only one out there because i want some people out there running routes with him but um yeah you're starting Alave. lave um i guess i would say i'd say start lat murray but they they got he got signed off the practice squad even though he was an active player which i thought was pretty wild yeah. um he looked pretty good honestly and honestly mark ingram didn't look too bad either um I mean, he didn't get anything great, but he was out there running routes. But it's Kamara. I just don't understand why they're not using him. So you're putting Alave out there. And honestly, Alave is my trade of the week, too. I don't I don't know if we've done that yet, but he's my trade mm-hmm. of the week because I think you can get him for a discounted price. I think people are not believing in the Saints. I think people are not believing in a rookie. Um, and he hasn't done anything other than that one game where he looked like just like a madman. So keep an eye out for him. See if you can see if you can float him into some trade offers. I think I'd be down to trade a Jerry Judy for an Alave right now. Judy for Alave. I like that. I think because I think Judy's name carries a little bit of weight and Alave's doesn't yet. And people people like names. I think Mace tweeted earlier was like. Production wins championships, not names. You can have Ezekiel Elliott on your team all you want, but he's going to get you 10 points. I'd rather have the Alave 20. I think Alave is the new Michael Thomas.
0: I like it, man. A lot of it, I mean, dude, he's just getting peppered with targets
1: out there. Peppered. Uh, like, it, it, probably the most in the league? Uh, no, probably not. He he went three in his, rookie, in, his in his first game, 13-13-7. Um, um, it seemed like he had more against Minnesota, but he did not actually. But uh, the 13-13 is what stands out to me as a rookie, and that was with Michael Thomas, that was with Landry, that was after Landry's big game week one. That, I mean, and then Dalton switches to him, still throws to him. I mean, you're, you're going with him all day. I don't I don't know if Taysom Hill's throwing a ball to him yet, but he will. Like He you, will. You, you want him on your team. Get I mean, him on your team.
0: alabe has been targeted more than Mark Andrews, Christian Kirk, Brandon Cooks, Jalen Waddle, DK Metcalf, Cortland Sutton, Travis Kelsey, Amon Ross St. Brown,
1: and Drake London, which is wild to me. On to the other side, I thought Tyler Lockett was uh, Geno Smith's favorite wide receiver which i still may be wrong but after dk metcalf's little kind of breakout there um pretty excited about dk uh i was always excited about dk i think we have a a outrunning fireball bet about dk this year or something too um or maybe it was i don't know maybe it was a two-year bet i know we have a couple really long fireball bets but dk looked phenomenal and um i'm excited about him again and i didn't think i would be with gino
0: Yeah, I didn't think we were going to be talking about Seattle's offense in a green light. Of course, against the Saints, I mean, we got to temper expectations a little bit, but DK went seven for 149. He does have one more target than Lockett on the year, so
1: crazier things could happen than seeing DK just blow up in this one. Jefferson went for like 150 against Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, I know he wasn't always matched up with him, so, I mean, it's not out of the question, and it is DK Metcalf, so. I got Seahawks here. It depends on who starts for me. I I, I go Saints if Jamie's plan. I go Seahawks if Andy Dalton's plan. Not that he's played that bad. Or I guess really it comes down to Kamara too. So I guess I'll go with Seahawks with you here too. Okay. Because there's too much there's too much injuries on the Saints right now for Andy Dalton without without Winston and Kamara there they lose for sure. So yeah, man, I love it. I think I'm gonna go against the grain here and. And throw out the uh, Seahawks on that one. Nice little upset if you play weekly. Uh, if for one, if you listen to this entire podcast, but uh, a good upset for you if you play those weekly rankings because I think a lot of people are going to be picking the Saints this week. So uh, keep an eye on that, uh, Joe. You got anything to to wrap this up with, or we gonna put a nice little bow on this? Yeah, I'm just gonna run to you guys through our awesome possums uh,
0: for the week. Uh, we got Mahomes at quarterback, at running back. We got Jacobs, Hunt, Mosert, Algier. We got Pickens, Woods, Olave, and Kirk as our wide receivers, and Dallas Goddard and TJ Hackinson as our tight ends.
1: So guys. we also, well, hold on. We also did work in a lineup with Jefferson. Uh, I believe it was on FanDuel. Um, we did have a Jefferson in there with some of those players. So do some do some playing around with that. Yeah, if you can play
0: around with those guys, throw some Jefferson in there because he is going to absolutely blow up this week. It's going to be awesome
1: possum. Awesome, possum. Well, we love you Good guys. Night. We're glad you're here. Thank <laughs> you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it.